Why is it that some people seem to have all of the time in the world to do the things that they want to do, while others struggle with zero time or freedom to truly have a life? Welcome to The Unshackled Life with Aaron Young. We're here to help you take your time back and start thinking about how to work smarter and have more fun. Now, here's your host, Aaron Scott Young. Hey guys, welcome to The Unshackled Life. Uh, Aaron and Michelle, we're here uh, uh, actually on the road today down in Orlando, Florida, getting ready to speak at uh, the CEO Space Conference, and that's an awesome thing to be doing. It's uh, it's um, been an interesting day. It's been a re- really interesting day um, in the United States because this morning we woke up to the the terrible news of this mass shooting down in Las Vegas, and um, and as as we woke up and we got started uh, sort of first thing here in our morning, uh, we realized that we we had contacts with people. Uh, one of Michelle's clients had a, a, family, a family member that was um, actually at the concert. Michelle's sister, who um, produces very big... Um, large, large events. Large events. And uh, um, she had a whole crew down there at the Mandalay Bay, and a lot of them were at the concert. And and as the day's been going on, we keep finding all these other connections back to this shooting that uh, was terrible. And so I guess we want to start off and uh, just sort of take a minute to just send our, our, our love out and our concern for these people, these families, these people that have been injured, these people who have, um, of course, the ones who've lost their life, but the ones who's, um, who are, are remain and, uh, and have to figure out and sort out what all this means, why they lost loving, or those that are hurt right now that are in hospital or hurt mentally from just being there. Um, you know, it's this whole thing is so terrible and so tragic and so crazy. You know, last week, uh, the Unshackled Life program is, is designed to help give you ideas and inspiration and tips and takeaways so that you can live a life that is is a life that you want to live, a life that you've designed, a life that where you're not kind of a, you're not being pushed and driven, and uh, but rather you're leading your life, you're you're intentional in what you're doing, and so it's perfect. Last week we talked about uh, this this one of the hardest things that Michelle and I and our family went through, which was when I had to go through go to federal prison, which was it's now thankfully over 10 years in our rearview mirror, but we talked about it and we had a lot of people that were interested in these stories and we didn't get to finish the whole thing we were talking about. And it's interesting that we didn't because, um, the, uh, the, because of what's happened today with this shooting in Vegas, I think we can actually talk about some of the most pivotal moments of our jail experience and, and do that based on, um, or, or now in context with what's going on with people in Las Vegas. So um, we're going to do that. Michelle, do you have any other comment you want to make about any of this stuff today? Because I know you've you've been on the phone with people today. Yeah. And I'd love to get just your feedback and people that are listening who maybe don't know people that, you know, didn't have connection to people that were actually in that event. Um, I don't know. I don't know if you have things to share before we go really into the context of what we want to talk well, about. Well, I think I think the important thing to to talk about is that um, is that life has within it. It's a part of the human experience 
to to experience loss, to to have uh, disappointments and devastations, and and this in no way. I, I, there's not a way to completely encompass the tragedy that's happened today. I don't want to say we're all struggling or or this is so difficult. There there are people that are dealing with their worst case scenario today. The the in fact probably worse than they could have even imagined. And so what? How do you handle that? What do you do with that? And how do we move forward simultaneously, respectfully, and understanding that that um, that life will continue to move forward for for those of us who who are, are uh, on this planet They're continuing breathing. to breathe. Those are still here. Yeah, yeah. The, the people that are directly um, affected by it and individually, individually and then affected. And there are those people that are genuinely affected by simply knowing about it happening. And so so how do you do that? How do you be respectful? And in this moment, this is a day of respect. This is a, a day of, uh, of really putting our hearts in, and our thoughts into – living our lives in a fuller way, reaching out to people. I was I was uh, messaging with my sister this morning who had uh, a lot of really close associates that were at the event uh, that are being impacted by it. And and she said, life is short. I want you to know I love you. And I, I think that's probably the, the most powerful thing that we can do is look at our own lives and say, do I have unfinished business? And how do I move forward in such a way that um, – that I don't, and that I can I can ma- be an influence for good in life. Yeah, um, the so uh, you know this is today they say this is the largest shooting in U.S. history, and uh, I think I just read we're up the numbers up to fifty eight now who've who've passed, and about five hundred and forty who have who were injured. Um, so I don't know if that's five hundred forty plus the 58, however they're doing the math, it's terrible. And the, the other, um, it's, I can't help but think about what happened on September 11th, 2001, which was another, you know, we've had a lot of tragedies, but this one today they're saying is the worst one of its kind. And of course, 9-11 was the worst terrorist attack we've ever had. And um, uh, the thing that occurs to me is that um, there, we had a very interesting experience around September 11th. You remember, Michelle, we, we were... Um, we had little kids in school. We had kids in grade school. Yeah. We, we, uh, we, I remember very vividly being up in the morning making the bed and hearing the first reports of it on our end of it. Making the bed? Yeah. Oh, well, we have a different memory of it then, or maybe a different place. So I was in the... So we had just... I, we had just a few weeks before taken over Laughlin Associates... Um, the company that most people think of me being associated with. And um, that was in August. And then now it's September of 2001. And um, I, we had an event at Lake Tahoe that started on September 12th. And I remember being in my blue business suit with my suitcase all packed. And I was, gonna, I was getting ready to go to the airport to fly to Reno and drive up to Lake Tahoe to do this event. And um, I remember being in the family room of our house yeah, there in class. I, I have memories of that too. Okay, well, you said making the bed, so I so I, maybe I yelled this up the stairs. This is my memory. Maybe I yelled up the yeah, stairs. Not your memory. We had the Today Show on. We'll do a little plug for the uh, NBC and the Today Show. And um, anyway, we um, uh, I, I, I was watching television, and they were saying there's a fire in the um, in the World Trade Center, and we could see the smoke billowing out, and nobody was really sure what happened, and somebody. Had said maybe 
a plane had hit it. Nobody was thinking a great big jet airliner, but they were thinking maybe something had happened. There was this fire. And so as we're watching it on the Today Show, the other jet hit the other tower. And, you know, then, of course, they're both on fire. And now we know there's something more. And the other jet hit the Pentagon. And all this is going on. And, of course, they canceled any air travel. And so all of a sudden, my trip to the Portland airport and off to um, to Reno was thwarted. And so there wasn't going to be there was going to be an airplane trip that day for me. And of course, we're all freaking out like this. What the heck's going on? Um, so anyway, Michelle, who's awesome and always looking out for me, um, she had taken my car through the car wash just a day or two before. And um, uh, it had one of those, remember those telescoping antennas on, you know, if you had a really fancy car, you're, you're, this was a, a Mercedes Benz, like a late 90s Mercedes Benz, and, and it had a telescoping antenna. And she went through the car wash and was listening to a CD, not thinking about that, since the radio was off, not thinking that the, tel- that the antenna would be up, went through the car wash and busted off the antenna. So now here it is, the morning of September 11th. Well, <laughs> well, but it was really sweet of you to do it. I mean, notwithstanding the fact that it got broken, it right. was. But it, it, but you know what? You always ask, what good could come of this, right? Well, what good came of it is the story that I'm going to tell now. So, we're all watching this tragedy unfold in in Manhattan, and I think, well, I've got a hundred and some people in Lake Tahoe who are expecting us to start doing a reception tonight and the event to start in the morning. And they're stuck there. Air traffic's closed down. We have people from all over the country that are there. And so um, I called the other speakers and I said, hey, I totally understand. Uh, this is horrible. It's scary. We don't know what's going on. Don't feel any obligation to come speak at the event. Um, but we're going to do the event and I'm going to drive to Lake Tahoe. And um, Michelle, again, you know, Here's Aaron leaving at a, at a critical moment. But um, I got in the car after watching these horrific things on the news, terrifying, paralyzing. And just like we've been watching the news coverage today. And um, I, I took off on the long drive, about a 10, 10, 11 hour drive from Happy Valley, Oregon, down to um, Lake Tahoe. And um, the I'm driving along, and of course, I can't get any news or any radio because my antenna's broken off. So no radio station where I'm getting nothing but static. I'm trying to follow, but there's nothing, zero, zilch. And so I just had to drive. And at first, I was totally um, in my head and worried and worried about my family and so on. But um, what happened was as I drove down the road, I realized, well, there are other cars driving on the road, and there are road crews out working on the freeway. And when I would stop at a gas station or go through a drive-thru, there were people working there. And basically what I saw was that as, as real as the problem was and as, as horrific and, and really um, history-altering as this big terror attack was, people were still out doing – people were still alive, functioning, working – the world was going on. Right. 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 And and that is and that is we can we can do that. We need to do that. We should do that. And we owe it to the people who are directly affected by this to do that. To keep going. To keep going. Yeah. To to move forward. And and the question is, how can we move forward 
with the information that we have now in a way that impacts people in a positive way. And I think that I think that we can we can make that connection today based on stories that we have and um, certainly invite people into to sharing their own stories and you know how what do you do that makes a difference what, how are you trying to to be a part of the solution what what can we do to do that so so we talked about we talked about um, moving forward and and the lessons that we learned and how they specifically this is a plan that uh, that we had already before this even came about today yeah so and we, we knew we were going to talk about some some things we're going to come back with some takeaways and some ideas, but um, I do want to I do want to finish this, and I, I'm I've been really struggling with how I want to say this because I don't want to say it in a way that comes off as insensitive in any way. So how can you say it in a way that's sensitive? I'm trying to think of a way to say that it's sensitive, but let me I do want to point this out. Um, I'll remember this. Now I I have this dear, lovely, fabulous aunt, Aunt Cheryl. I love Aunt Cheryl, and she's got one of the sweetest, tenderest hearts in the whole world. Isn't that true? Yeah, she's she, a, she's really a kind woman. She's a, a, a lovely, beautiful soul. Um, Aunt Cheryl, around this whole time when 9-11 happened, there was also the anthrax scare. Remember that? Oh, sure. Anthrax that was coming to certain senators, and there was this whole fear of, of uh, anthrax uh, that was in the news, and it was in the news all the time, and it sounded scary. Of course, it was scary. Well, yeah. It is scary. Well, now my aunt isn't a political leader. She isn't a captain of industry. She isn't. She she lives a, a pretty simple life. She's a caregiver for people that are um, have physical or mental challenges, but that can kind of live on their own. But she sort of helps them out, gets to the grocery store, and takes them on outings and so on. And she's just fabulous with these people. Well, Aunt Cheryl got so caught up, I think like a lot of people did, in the stories that were going on that she started to fear that maybe she would have anthrax mailed to her. And she didn't want the postman or the postal worker to put the mail through the slot in her front door. She wanted them to put it into a box. And then she would go out to the box later with gloves and and, uh, some cleaning stuff to kind of clean off her mail. And now the odds of my Aunt Cheryl ever being sent anthrax by some terrorist were like, I don't know. I mean, she should have been buy, buying lottery tickets because she had a greater chance of getting the lot- winning the lottery. But the fear was real. And the fear is real. The what fear, fear is real. real. And people were really getting anthrax sent to them, a, a few people. And this was terrifying for her. So the thing that I keep thinking about was here was this guy who went up. Uh, he's up in the Mandalay Bay Hotel with, a, as I understand it, a, 10 or 11 high-powered rifles, including machine guns, and he's got a crowd of 22,000 people right below him, and from what the reports have been saying is they could see the entire concert venue. So um, 22,000 people crammed into a parking lot that's been converted into a venue for this outdoor show, and the guy's up there in his crow's nest with his, with his high-powered weapons and just starts firing down into the crowd. 22,000 people all crammed together. It's absolutely horrific that 500, uh, I'm sorry, not 500, that 58 people got killed and that over 500 got hit. But the thing it's I keep... It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare, but the thing I keep... and. But the thing I keep thinking about is even those people out of the thousands of events that were going on around the world last night, 
this one was where we had this tragedy. And of the 22,000 that were there, almost everybody got out of that arena physically unscathed. Maybe not emotionally, maybe not mentally, but physically unscathed. And of the 22,000 people that were there, you've got a fraction of a percent that were that were fatally wounded. Now, is that trying to minimize that? No. But I want you to remember when you look at all the bad things that are going on in the world, that there's a tremendous amount of good. Thousands of events went on last night and people were fine. And that 21,500 of the people that were at the event in Las Vegas got their crap scared out of them and are going to have nightmares, but they didn't get hit by bullets and they didn't get trampled. And a lot of them rushed in to help people mm-hmm. that were on the ground and put themselves at risk. And the first responders went in there and, you know, I mean, it's horrible but it's not definitive of everything that's going on everywhere in the world. It's not how it is generally. It hap- It was an isolated, horrible event. And we want to talk today about how all of us are going to go through our event or we're going to hear about a friend who's going through a horrible event or a, an illness, a, a loss of some sort or whatever. Um, but it's not definitive of every single thing that's going on. And there's so much to be happy about and so much to look forward to and so much to have high hopes for. And we want to be focused on recognizing the challenges, but also celebrating the joy that is our life and is the life that we can enjoy. And I I think we just want to try to find some balance because I know all day long I've been trying to figure out how do I balance the fear and the and the horribleness of the story with all the wonderful things that are going on? Now, any any comment on that? Not just as we go out of break. Let's do it. Let's, let's talk let's about talk that. Let's talk about moving That's forward. what we're going to spend time on. Okay, so on this on this um, day of reflection uh, and on this day of of acknowledging and recognizing all these other challenges, we're going to talk about how. Michelle and I have gone through challenges, how other people that we've been able to meet have conquered challenges, and how you can go out there and go through your worst case scenario, your darkest times, and come through it, and and even have um, hope and things to smile about, even those rough times. We're doing that right here on the Unshackled Life, on the Influencer channel on Voice America Network. We'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Life is complicated and sometimes we all need a little help, but don't have the time for a full hour-long session or don't know who to turn to. That's where BetterHelp comes into play. With BetterHelp, I can get matched with one of over 2,500 licensed and approved counselors and therapists and get help anytime, anywhere, totally private. For a flat weekly fee starting at $35, I can connect with my counselor via text, chat, video conference, or phone, which is great for me because I'm always on the go. And I can go back to previous sessions whenever I want.
want through my secure account from anywhere in the world. It's a great feeling to know that help is there, affordable, private, and convenient to my schedule. We all can use a little help. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash VA health and register for free. You can try it for seven days without being charged on your credit card and get matched with a licensed counselor usually within 24 hours. Get better help today at betterhelp.com forward slash VA health. Want to improve your health, business, and life just by listening to a radio show? Well, we can at least move you in the right direction. Listen for Spotlight, the Allison H. Larson Show. Each week, Allison will speak with amazing guests and find out what's changed their lives and how they are changing the lives of others. From beauty to health to business and personal relationships, we're here to inspire you to live your life of passion. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Do you believe that being fit is difficult? Do you think it requires turning in your favorite comfort foods for boring chicken and broccoli and spending hours in a gym? It doesn't. Tune into Have It All with Devin Alexander. Devin and her guest experts will show you how you can have it all at any age, from relationships to money to thinking bigger than you've ever imagined. Devin will fast track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. So, we're talking about, um, about both tragedy and also how we can kind of... Um, how we can kind of get through it and how can we can, we can find stuff. And uh, Michelle, you know, I hope it's okay for me to say this to you, but I mean, I, and I'm, I know I'm maybe bragging and I know you guys go, Oh, well, it's your wife, but I'm just going to say, Michelle's a badass life coach and her clients love her. And everywhere I go, people that know her go, Oh my gosh, Michelle, Michelle, Michelle. I mean, they just love her. And so I said to her, I said, okay, so if we're dealing with this, you're a life coach. Why don't you, let's coach us through some of this. And whether or not you're listening to this live or you're listening to it later on on a, uh, on a replay and it's another day and there's new news or whatever, or, it's, or you're listening to it through iTunes later on down the road as a podcast, what we're going to talk about right now is universally true. Because I Absolutely. Mean, it's universally true. And, and the interesting thing about it is that, well, I think we talked last week when, when uh, you were in jail, we had good, dear good friends that lost their daughter in a tragic accident yeah. at that same period of time. Went off on a date and just never came home. And then, and then we, I also befriended a woman. I knew her, but we became friends during that period of time. And her husband uh, tragically died. And the three of us... Uh, came to this this place. We we bonded together in a really unique way. We had distinctly different experiences, but we came together because difficulty, disappointment, loss, whatever face is put on it, it we all experience the same thing. And so so our experiences with jail 
uh, people is experiencing loss, disappointment in what we're seeing in the world or disappointment in our business or our results. It, it's all loss and everybody experiences loss in the same way. The feelings, the emotions, whatever face comes to you as loss, it's still the same thing. And so as I work with my clients and as we talk about can these I ask you things, a question? Can I ask you a question? You right sure on that? can. So, so you work with a, a pretty broad number, I mean, a, a, a diverse group of people. A very diverse group of people. From, from um, like medical doctors, psychologists, uh, television people, stay-at-home moms, yes. people that are at right, all kinds of people. Um, do you notice when you talk to people, um, is, is it universal? I mean, is everybody going through challenges or do some people seem to avoid all the challenges? I would say... Yeah, you know, it, everybody does. Every without exception, even even people and maybe especially people that are pl- trying to play it safe all the time, the people that are that mm. are, are intimidated by yeah. going out and taking risks, those are the people that experience the most dramatic loss, um, whether it's a loss of dreams, uh, loss of health a lot of times is accompanied by that. Uh, because of your mental state, your mental state, it's a pharmacy up in that brain of yours and, and all sorts of things happen there. So, yes. So, okay. Well, you just said something freaking interesting and I'm just looking at your notes and I think this is going to be a good lead into your first life coaching thing you're going to teach us. So, what you said was people who play it safe, people maybe who are a little afraid to go out and, and engage the world in a significant way. Right. Seem to feel tragedies even harder. They, yes, and that is, and it's, it's scientific. Like it's happening to them instead of it's happening. It's psychology, it's, um, it's brain chemistry, it's all sorts of reasons that ha- that happens. Yes, absolutely. So what do you think is the, what's the, um, what's the trait that you think is maybe different between the, some of the people that you've, that you talk to who are, um, who are playing it safe? So, okay. They're well, kind of scared or something. So what, what is it? How does somebody who goes out and engages the world uh, in a more aggressive or more uh, optimistic way, even ex- when they have tragedy, what experience loss in a less traumatic way? And and it's it's actually very simple. So gratitude in the woo woo realm, which I know that is not <laughs> is not where where we're playing. Um, well, I don't and, know. Uh, well, so 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 gratitude is the highest vibration. That's what it's considered. That's how it's described often uh, in that realm. Gratitude is the highest vibration emotion that we can possibly experience. Now, when we're talking about it in a scientific way, gratitude actually, um, there are different parts of your brain light up. And when you look at a scan, different parts of your brain light up. And again, that's what I said. There's a pharmacy up there in your brain. And when you experience different emotions, different chemicals are, are sent out into your body. And we experience different things. So gratitude working on gratitude. So a person, two people can have an identical experience, experience it in a, in a completely 180 degree different way and come out of that experience. One can come out experiencing loss and tragedy while another person can come out having experienced loss, certainly because it's a part of the human experience, but, but looking at it in terms of, well, what did I learn here? And, and what have I gotten from that experience? A, a really good example of that is us going through jail. We could, we could have looked at it and, and, you know, put our little label on life on the, on the experience and go, this is bad. This is bad. What happened? And certainly we experienced loss and difficulty. What we did is we asked a different question. Well, we could say this was 
unfair. This was right. This was um, why does this always happen to me? Yeah, this why, is that's wh- not right. Look would, at all these other people. Why who would should God? Be why would God allow this to happen? Or is there's not even a God because a God wouldn't allow this to happen? You know, there could have been right. all this sort of cankered, bitter, bitchy kind of stuff. But we and what we did and we were we weren't un- happy. We about were it. well, we were unconscious competence. So we were practicing things that I'm I'm consciously aware of now teaching what I treat, teach, and we had a great big heart. I'd taken a Valentine's Day decoration, and it was this giant heart, maybe two feet wide. Oh, yeah. And I'd flipped it over to the, the opposite side, the non-decorated side, and it was white, and we wrote gratitude attitude. And our job was to put it up in the to, kitchen. We put it up right in the by kitchen. the kitchen table. I yep, remember right that Right by the kitchen well. table. And, and the kids would come home from school, and they'd get a pen, and they'd write something down that they were grateful for that day. Now, they never wrote down, nobody ever wrote down, we're so grateful that we are going through an emotionally traumatic time with dad going to jail and this is awesome but people but people would you can be grateful in the moment um wallace waddles a a great uh personal development teacher said the grateful mind expects good things the grateful mind is constantly fixed on the best therefore it tends to become the best and will receive the best Mm -hmm. and now it doesn't say the grateful mind will only get good things and and there will never be any loss but it is how are you going to experience when loss comes comes to your house maybe today's difficulty maybe maybe today's tragedy because let's just yeah we don't want to underplay we don't want to underplay that at all that might not be up close and personal for you today but every single one of us experiences loss and disappointment and so the question is while we're in the middle of those things while we're in the middle of those things how will we handle it Really, when you talk about psychology, when you talk about the chemicals in our brain, when you talk woo-woo and you go high vibration, that gratitude piece is like a shelter in a storm. It doesn't mean that there's not a storm. It doesn't mean that that things don't get, <clears throat> pardon me, difficult. It does mean that there's there's a way to go through it safer more centered with with a calm that that people that don't experience gratitude don't have. So going back to your question, the people that that experience loss in a, a really huge way are the people that are say keeping it small. They don't want to experience loss, and so they say, "I'm not going to go out into the world. I'm going to you know I'm going to play, play it safe. I'm going to have a finite group of friends and and just be really close." Well, what happens is they go out and they look at the tragedies, and they're much bigger because they have a smaller life. That 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 stage that play is playing out, so that it might be the TV. If the TV's in front of them, I have um, my my spare mom is she called herself. She was housebound for the last several years, of her, of, life. years of her life. And, yeah. and she would, her, her, um, entertainment 24 well, seven, her, her friends, her community was the television, was right? the television set. And so, so tragedies would happen and it, were she alive today? She, she passed away this last May. Were she alive today? This would be playing out in a very, very, very intimate way for her because her life had gotten so small for for many different reasons. But her life had gotten so small that this would be this would be like a knife in the heart. Yeah, to watch because it's really not connected. In her case, it wasn't connected to her at all. But I love an expression. I don't know where you got her if you came up with it, but years ago, and I know I've used it a million times since, is you meet somebody who's who's obsessing or struggling over something that has little to do with them or that is um, 
might might seem like kind of to others maybe kind of something small like I got a parking ticket and this is just going to mess up my my week and how am I getting you know it's so unfair they just get upset about something that's not get really focused on it and and the expression is mm. their kingdom is too small their kingdom is too small their kingdom is too small and what you notice is people with big kingdoms big kingdoms uh, and you know grab whoever you want talk about a Bill Gates as an extreme or a Steve Jobs or a or, or, you know, a Walt Disney or, or a Henry Ford, you know, people that we love to read about and quote and, and you look at as examples or Mother Teresa. God, talk about somebody whose kingdom was enormous. She was in the in the in the trenches all the time with people yeah, who quite were literally really struggling. And yet she still was able to be this great uh, influence for hope, you know. Because her kingdom was big. And she might say the kingdom is the kingdom of God, or she might say the kingdom is the whole world, or I'm seeing so many positive things. We know people that are that are in knee-deep or hip-deep in helping other people all the time. They see lots of bad stuff. Or people who've come out of a bad situation become um, a service giver of some sort. You know, they're, they're collecting food or whatever. Um, and they acknowledge the problem, but they see, well, you last night, well, we'll come back around to this one. I want to I want to use this story that I just thought of for another one of your points. But the point is on gratitude. People that have a big en- a big enough kingdom where they're going, what what's the other you always say what uh, uh, what good might come from this. What? So I actually taught a class this morning that um, we were talking about the way we see the world, the, the limit that we see in the world, and and how we see ourselves as limited li- limited beings. And the assignment for this particular class today was to to look at a past limiting belief and not not change it not not rewrite it so that it was an awesome thing that happened because again there there are things like this tragedy today that you can't rewrite this story in a way that you're like and this was so great when this happened this particularly is simply, for the people that were there are somehow impacted by it versus right. versus the um just everybody is watching it on TV. Well, right, but as but as a nation, as human beings, as a, you know, we're all we're all connected. We can go. This is a tragedy. Sure. The the assignment this morning was to write down uh, a difficult thing that had happened to them in their lives, okay. and write down all of the things that they learned from it. And and this is a really important piece of it. All of the things they learned from that difficulty and what they can, how they can teach those things to other people. Mm, and that's that, interesting. It's a really, it's a really powerful exercise to say, this isn't going to not, there's not any value in this. I can take a tragedy in my life and I can see what I learned from it. Because if I'm looking for, looking for opportunities, looking for the messages, I can find the things that I learned. And then other people that I come into contact with, if, if I'm aware of that and I know that it will benefit them, I can teach that to them without them having to suffer what through what I did. Okay, that's great. And you just reminded me of something else um, that's in line with that. It's kind of like a parallel track to that. So if you're going to restate what you just said, it was like, okay, acknowledge that there's a tragedy, right? Absolutely. What did I, what did I learn from this? What did I learn by going through this tragedy? And how can I how can I take that information and teach others to, to, to affect what? So like that, to help so them. they don't have to necessarily go through that tragedy in order to learn the lessons from it. Okay. I love that. Do you, so, and so uh, let me, let me, I love that. And I hope you guys wrote that down. Cause that was super good. There's a, uh, 
from a business perspective, and this comes from somebody who's really great at dealing with um, automobile accidents uh, from a legal perspective, especially drunk driving accidents, um, people that are hit by a drunk driver, or people that, or people that were even uh, the one at fault. These these lawyers work with these people. But I remember learning this these three questions, which we can use for our good uh, in this situation. The first question is, well, what happened? So that's the first thing. What happened? So if it's if it's and, and, thing, and stating, you know, what's really powerful, especially for people who are going through difficulty, stated in legal terms. Yeah, there was there. I was what at an happened? event, and mm-hmm. and somebody started shooting into the crowd, and um, you know, many people were were hurt, or you know, I was hurt, right? So what happened? Um, what should have happened? You know, there should have been. Uh, more security. There should have. I should have gone. Not gone to the concert. What? Yeah, they could say. We could say whatever be they gun want. Laws, yeah, what, yeah, better gun laws. The police laws. should have done something. Yeah, yeah. There should be better gun laws against automatic weapons. Uh, and then, what should happen next? Now, what should happen? There, that's, so that's a very powerful thing that you just said, saying breaking it down to its bare minimum. Because a lot of times, what we do is is we put huge labels on things. I like I just did a huge label. So we imagined something bigger. Uh, but when but when we state something in legal terms, what happened, what should have happened, and what happens now, this is these are moving forward questions. Mm-hmm. What happened? We state it in legal terms without putting a, a label on it. Yep. This is what happened. This is what should have happened. This is what needs to happen next. And that that actually takes you out of your paleocortex, brings you up into your prefrontal cortex or your um, or your neocortex and puts new, you out of your lizard brain into takes your you out brain. of your lizard brain into your CEO brain. Okay. That's what it does. And, and puts you in a position of action versus reaction. And that's, that's what, that's probably today the most healing balm for each one of us to look at it and go, what needs to happen today for me and for my family and for the people that I love? And these are, this is a, these are questions whether or not you're suffering right now over this or you're just looking at, at what's my next step in my business. Or how can, how can you deal with something when it comes up next? Or how can, I, how can I deal with it next? These are questions that will move you forward. This is... Dan Shackled Live on the Influencer uh, channel of the fabulous Voice America Network. And we'll be back for our last segment here in just a couple minutes. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. I'm busy and so is my family. Leftover pizza and unhealthy takeout isn't really doing it for us anymore. Just ask my bathroom scale. That all changed when I found Freshly. For less than $10 a meal, Freshly delivers six meals a week, always fresh, never frozen, prepared by top chefs and nutritionists using the best, freshest, gluten-free ingredients. The best part is the menu is always new and fresh, just like the food, and it only takes three minutes for me to prepare breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and there's no messy cleanup and no dishes. 
My family loves the choices and the taste and freshly delivers to my home and my office so I eat healthy all day every day. If you're tired of the same old cardboard delivery and takeout, try out Freshly.com today and save $20 on your first order using coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. Your taste buds and your scale will thank you. So save 20 bucks today with coupon code VAH639 at Freshly.com. If you're looking to grow your business, enjoy fascinating relationships, achieve your goals, and find hope in a seemingly hopeless world, you'll want to tune into Coffee with Christy. Host Christy Dryling and her incredible guests have a frank and open discussion every week. Think of it as a time to meet with your mentors, get the motivation you need, and remove the obstacles one hour at a time. Coffee with Christy is heard live every Monday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Influencers. Have you ever checked out In the Limelight with Clarissa Burt? You don't know what you're missing. Clarissa has a great circle of friends and influencers. How do you live a model life? Find out when Clarissa puts her amazing guests and engaging topics under the spotlight. We'll talk with the masters from art, science, food, health, finance, beauty, and business. You really can't miss a single show. Join us every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are tuned into The Unshackled Life. To reach the show today, please call in to the program at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Aaron at AaronScottYoung.com. Now, back to The Unshackled Life. So we're back here on the Unshackled Life, and we're talking about this. This um, uh, we're acknowledging that tragic things happen, and we're f- particularly focused on those people who who uh, had to go through whether they had to experience it, or they got hurt, or they got killed. You know, a family member got killed, or all the aftermath. All the, I mean, how, can you even imagine twenty two thousand people in that in that venue last night? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine how many lives those 22,000 are connected to? Right. They were all thinking about their well, person. Well, even if you bring it down to people shot, that's over 500 people shot, that's 500, oh 500 families or 1,000 families. I, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's well, really... Well, and kids it, and, you know, all those lives. So there. I, I kind of want to, I want to, it was interesting. So I started my morning out early today. It was, it was 7 a.m. on the West Coast was my first my first, uh, coaching session. And, um, and, and based on what we're talking about, what I talk with my clients about every single day, uh, we have to actually that first client, she had family members that were at the event. They, they'd come in, they were safe. Um, but, but you can't really start a conversation like the ones that I'm in every day without acknowledging what's going on in the world. And um, in my second class uh, that was was just an hour later, it was a group class. And so we, again, we addressed it again. And what we talked about there, so how do you move forward? You look at this and you look at people that are affected by this and you say, okay, how can we talk about living a better life, designing a life that you love and balance it out and have it be a balanced conversation whether or not you know somebody's there. And and this is what I said and this is what I believe with all my heart. 
the things that we're talking about today matter because we we have to look at our lives in a way that we ask what can what good can I bring into the world? And the more good people flourish, the more good people with a desire to create businesses that impact the world, the more those people uh, are living fulfilling lives and and bringing good into the world, the less tragedy there will be. The light will, without exception, outshine. Their darkness cannot take over where there's even one light. Yeah. And so we have to be those lights. So does it matter what you do today? It absolutely does, and it matters. It matters in this way. In in this way too. Our second point today. Did well, you want to so, set me up for that? Well, I just want to say that what we're doing is here as we as we try to um, spend the last. I don't know, 10, 15 minutes together. We're talking about three things that we want you to take away three specific things when you're going through a challenge, when you're seeing things happen that maybe like the Las Vegas thing, which may not specifically directly touch your life, but you're still feeling it and wondering what's going on in the world or, you know, what's happened and what happened to the good old days when we could just be safe all the time. Um, when you're when you're dealing with it mentally, if you've got people involved, or the first thing we talked about was being grateful. Being grateful, what what happened, and what can we learn? So from not this? grateful. Let's let's really make a distinction. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's be grateful point. in the moment, not for the thing that's happening. Yeah, you don't have to be grateful for the tragedy, but you can be grateful for other things, like I'm breathing, like uh, my arms and legs move, like my children are out mm-hmm. there and they love me, or I have a place to sleep tonight. There's a lot to be grateful for, even in the worst case. Right. And the second, so what's I asked Michelle because she's such a great coach. I said, give us three takeaways. So the first one was keep an attitude of gratitude when you're going through something that's all the time, but particularly in in dark, troubling times. Especially for anybody who's listening to this and is feeling is feeling downtrodden, is feeling like their energy is being sucked from them, and and it's it's likely that that's happened to each and every single one of us here. Um, focusing on the grateful thing, again, simultaneously lifts ener- you energetically. And then there are also different areas of your brain that light up when you're in that attitude of gratitude and, oh. and it will change your outcome. So what's number two? Number two is I, I just love uh, Fred, Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers. I grew up on Fred Rogers and he, I actually use, he's, he's like my life coach. And, uh, uh, I had a client last year who who came to me. We had an appointment, and there were tragedies going on last year, as there are every single year. There are difficulties, and she said, "I just," she said, "Michelle, I'm overwhelmed by this. I don't. Wow. I feel like I can't even function because there's so much bad going on in the world. And and far be it for me to go. Well, there was. There's not really bad going on in the world because bad things honestly happen every single day. But this is what I said. I channeled my inner Fred Rogers, and and here's the quote. I've pulled it up on my computer. It says. When I was a boy and I would see scary things in the news, my mother would say to me, look for the helpers. You will always find people who are helping. And that's even even if you're glued to the TV on this tragic day, even, even if you're looking at your own difficulty in your life. And this is a powerful thought, too. You can, you can be having a personal difficulty, not even a tragedy, but a personal difficulty. When you look around, you will find helpers. Your brain, your subconscious brain, when your subconscious brain says, oh, hey, um, you know, there are helpers out there. Your subconscious will go, got it. I'm going to look for evidence that there are people that are out there that are willing to help me. The obvious ones are people like the first responders, right? Right. There, uh, the Last night in the in or this morning, I guess, on the news as we heard the about what was going on, we heard about people who laid over the top of other people to protect them or who 
were you know holding I, I read a report block their, the the bleeding and I read a report uh, by a man who was there with his sister and his his sister threw herself on top of him and said I love you brother and and to protect him mm. they both survived but when you when you look at that and and you think about that's that's really inspiring and that's what our life is made up of our life is made up of connections and love and help and when we look around no matter how how dire the situation is we will always find helpers yeah I mean, and we talked about people like mother teresa who's an extreme example Mm-hmm. of helping, you know, but um, there there are always going to be people. And when we've gone through our hardest time, there have been helpers. I remember your sister. Is it okay to? Are you yes, gonna, is it, this is it. No, please. You you are welcome to. No, share you the should story. do it because even just having the thought come to my mind made me want choke up. So when when you told your sister um, what was going on that what, first day, we had been going through an enormous amount of difficulty with the family and um, our, in, in our, our family. family, a lot of weird things were happening. It was a, like a, like dominoes were falling. Right. And it was, it was, uh, October 31st that we realized that, that Aaron would go to jail and that this, this was going to happen. We didn't have a handle on exactly what it was, but I remember it was November 1st. And I don't remember, I made phone calls to the family. Everybody knew, you know, kind of what was fighting. going on. They knew we'd been fighting. And, uh, but I made the phone call to, to let them know my family members, this is, this is what's going on. And we, we will end up finding something to plead guilty to and Aaron will go to jail. I don't remember remember the nature of I, I remember the nature of most of those conversations I don't remember the detail the nature was of support and love and the detail the one detail that I remember I've been telling my sister she lives 700 miles away she has two kids at home I've got four kids and um and I said you know hey and Eddie that's what I call my sister hey and Eddie um it looks like we we just can't afford to do this anymore Aaron's gonna have to find something to plead to and, and he is a chance and and he's likely going to go to jail. And my sister said to me, we can do this. And I realized that while I would be carrying the burden of my own life, as each one of us do, that I genuinely wasn't alone, that we can do this. And that's when you think about helpers, you know, you, when you think about a nation that's going through this this horrible tragedy, this incredible loss, and then all the way down to the, the people who were there, the people who were shot, the people who lost their lives. When you look at the opportunity that we have now to to say to them, uh, literally and and emotionally and on a life level, we can do this. We we together when we band together, when we want we we look for the helpers, we can do this. Which is a great segue into my third point. So what's the third point? So these are the takeaways. So we want to have an attitude of gratitude, and we want to be aware not only of, of the things that we're learning and how we can take those things and and hopefully use them to help others in the future or help ourselves. That's all part of point one. Number two was look for the helpers. Uh, as Fred Rogers' mom told him, hey, when you're scared, just look for all the helpers. Look at all the first responders. Look for the, the community who's rushing in, not running away, just maybe as dramatic as the sister who covers her, bo- her brother's body. Maybe it's your sister reassuring you on the phone. Maybe it's the fireman who's walking in to try to plug people up but has to wear a bulletproof vest and a helmet like we saw in the news last night. Mm-hmm. But they're going in. They're not running away from the right, bullets. Right, they're going in. So, so those are look for the helpers. And the, we we can we celebrate a lot of people that are kind of the heroes, right? 
We look at other people and go, oh, they're the hero. What I what I love to think about, though, are, are the, the people today who have zero connection to this, zero direct connection to this difficulty, and they're going to give blood. They're, they're going mm-hmm. to donate blood at the American Red Cross. So this goes to my, my client who last year well, so what's number three? said to me, I'm going to oh, tell you. Oh, you're going to tell you. I'm sorry. She said, she said to me, Michelle, I don't even know what to do with this. And we talked about Fred Rogers and I, and I told her that quote, it wasn't that day, but she called me back the next day. She said, are you, can I talk to you right now? And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't have another appointment right now. She goes, I just wanted to call you because I've really been thinking about what we talked about yesterday. And she goes, you know what I realized? And and there's a completely different energy to her now. You know, the day before she's overwhelmed, she doesn't know what to do with the things that are going on in the world. And, and we talked about looking for the helpers. I said, here's your assignment look for the helpers. And she calls me back and she says, you know what I realized? I've been thinking about what you said. I'm a helper. Mm, I'm a helper. I'm the, I'm a helper. And she goes, you know how I can help? And then, and then she, she began to tell me this elaborate plan that she was taking her business and she was going to use her business to impact the economy and impact people that, that um, were, were underrepresented. And that is the way, no matter where you are today and no matter what's happening in your life, you get to choose to be a helper. The attitude of gratitude is going to, it's, it's like putting fuel in your car. That, that gratitude piece is where you go, all right, I'm, I feel a little I feel a little paralyzed right now. I don't know what to do. And then we, we shift our brain. And that, there are actually things that are happening in your brain that, that you're actually fueling yourself up to actually be able to move. And then we look around. So, so we're fueled up. We, we look around. We're willing to look and able to look around now. And we look for the helpers. We look for the people that are inspiring. We look to be inspired. And then we get to take action. We get to be the helper. And the cool thing about this is that every single one of us, even, even if it's uh, I saw a woman. I, I saw a woman a couple of weeks ago. It was where we live in the Pacific Northwest, and there was a, this great fog over uh, the the area that we lived in. There was there was ash falling down like snow at oh, our house from the smoke, and and it was from the from the smoke and the ash and the wildfires, and it was really devastating. A really beautiful area of the of the country, and um and you know there was a pall, and everybody I heard in the grocery store was talking about what was going on. Well, there was a woman I saw at the grocery store. There was a woman in front of her. And um, she had some things that was, were on the conveyor belt. And all of a sudden, she starts taking them off of the conveyor belt. And, um, and she goes, I left my wallet at home. And this woman even grabbed the Reese's, Reese's peanut butter cup and put it back on the belt and said, I've got you. I'll take care of this. And, and the woman who's, who's, uh, whose groceries were being bought, she just had this like d- kind of dumbfounded look on her face. And she's like, really? And the woman said, yeah, we need to help each other. And she looked at her and she kind of had tears in her eyes. Like this was really affecting her. And she said, we all need to help each other, especially today. Mm. And that's what we get to do. We get to feeling l- scared, feeling raw, feeling fires all over the yeah, place. And this, this woman got to be the helper. And I promise you, she felt better even than the woman that she was helping because we do have power. We do have control. We do have impact and influence. And honestly, it's really love is, is what it is. And, but we get to do those things and we get to be able to put ourselves in a position to feel powerful because every single one of us has a power to make change in the world and in our lives. So as we, as we leave you today and we, and we leave you um, on a day where, where there's a lot of national introspection, a lot of trying to figure things out, 
sorting out how do how are these things happening around us being some people feeling scared some people feeling uh you know uh angry what what we want to leave you with is michelle's three takeaways an attitude of gratitude find the good even in this even in the dark times look for things to laugh about look for things to be grateful for look for the the blessings look for the helpers look at and and feel inspired by them but then as you get that confidence level, be the helper. The goal of this whole network is to influence people for good and to influence people towards confidence and happiness and joy. Uh, our goal here is to help you have a bigger, better, happier life. And part of that is by having a bigger kingdom, finding ways to, to find greater good in the world. Michelle, uh, I really appreciate you doing this today and, and talking to us. And, uh, and given, given us some instruction. And what we get to do, you know, we are the unshackled life. This is you unshackling yourself. These yep. principles will unshackle you every single day and put you into action. And that's it. That's our time. We're out of time today. Thanks so, for joining us. Yeah, you guys. So thanks for being here. We'll be back next week, 1 o'clock Pacific, 4, uh, 4 o'clock Eastern on the Unshackled Life. Right here, Aaron Young and Michelle Young and uh, the Influencer Network on The Voice America. We'll see you guys real soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in this week to The Unshackled Life. Be sure to join the unshackled owner, Aaron Scott Young, again next Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have a great week.